you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. What you are about to hear is real. The prophets wrote at a time when the signs of the end would be seen. This is where Bible prophecy and current events collide. This is Unsealed. Yes, my friends, welcome back to Unsealed. Uh, this is Pastor Christopher Manti, back on the air live. Shalom to you, my friends. Um, oh, there we are. Audio is uh, being possessed or something. Praise the Lord. Pastor Christopher Manti here with you. This is Unsealed. Uh, simulcasting live is the dangers of simulcast. Uh, podcasting uh, all over the earth via Apple Podcasts and Spreaker and Spotify and everything else, uh, as well as live streaming on YouTube and Facebook right now. So please let me know you're out there. Questions, comments, or concerns are perfectly welcome, but please understand that we must keep them to the end of the show. And uh, much obliged for that. So in Jesus' name, I greet you. I hope you are my brother and sister in Christ because he is the only way, the only truth, the only life, the only way, the only hope, and the only way we can get out of our sinful heart. Amen. None are righteous without him. None. Not one. We do well to remember that uh, in the church today. Uh, So once again, this is the unsealed Podcast where current events and Bible prophecy collide. We'll be going into Daniel chapter 9 today about the 70 weeks of Daniel because because we need to, I figure. I think the Lord wants us to do that. So here we go. First of all, I'm a pastor brother in the Lord here in the East Coast of the United States, associate pastor of my local church, co-pastor of the End Time Church, which is online only. You are welcome to join us every Monday night, whether you're part of a church today or not. No matter uh, all of the leadership uh, at End Time Church is serving elsewhere as well, so don't feel bad about that. Come in and say hello, get our free app, etc. Uh, please go to the website called unsealedpodcast.com to help us with financial support and resources, including that app, including the church link, including a book called Fleet to the Mountains, including a online course that is divided up into small pieces, digestible for you, called The End Times for Beginners, and mission called Jacob's Refuge, and all this stuff. So go to the unsealedpodcast.com to find out all about that. Uh, you can also email questions if you like questions at unsealedpodcast.com or there's a form to reach out on the site. All right. Bless the Lord. Today is a, in America anyway, it's uh, kind of a holiday and it's from this point on it might be called Juneteenth, which is uh, the date that commemorates when the final slaves that were emancipated were notified uh, in Texas, so um, it is a good day. 
it is a good day, and we all only are free in Jesus, by the way, right? No matter what our circumstances are. And so we pray to um, be faithful to him in all things. All right, let's take a look. Daniel chapter 9. Because somewhere the church needs to figure this out. Um, and there are a lot of folks who see this in a preterist way. Uh, in other words, that it's already fulfilled, or even mostly fulfilled. And so, let's get to the bottom of that if we can. Uh, we're not going to read the whole chapter, just starting in verse 20. It's, it, there's, it's so short. It's only seven verses. But they're so critical to um, understanding prophetic things in the Word of God. So we must commit ourselves to understanding it like the Bereans of old. Verse 20, while I was speaking, praying. Now listen to this. A lot of us just gloss over this because I used to. I used to gloss over this, but you can't. While I was speaking, praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel. You don't have to be a Jewish person to engage in this. We, though we are forgiven in Christ for what we repent of, not what we're not repenting of. Um... We should be confessing our sin before God constantly. Pray without ceasing, it says. You don't have to wait for a particular time of day, the morning and evening, uh, evening oblation or sacrifice, however you want to put it, what Daniel was doing. You do it all the time. And the sin of your people. Wouldn't that be nice? And presenting my petition before the Lord my God concerning the holy mountain of my God. What's the holy mountain of the God of Daniel? Washington, D.C.? Certainly not. There's only two options. Mount Zion or the Temple Mount. They're right next to each other. And they're in Jerusalem. Right? One where King David lived and one where the temple stood. That's the Holy Mountain. By the way, sorry, I forgot to mention, I was going to go on earlier today, for those of you who are listening afterwards or podcasting, whatever, this is irrelevant to you, um, it's a little after noon here on Friday the 19th, um, but I wanted to go on earlier, but several things kept coming up, and a great work by Brother Chad Harvey if you're not following his faithful performance ministry on YouTube and a new podcast of his own, by the way, uh, please go check that out. The latest one just came out yesterday about the division of America and how what we're seeing now in our cities um, may well be a direct result of this deal of the century that our president has tried to advance and divide the land of Israel. And it's going to get worse because nobody's giving up on that, Okay. Anyway, check out Chad, uh, Chad Harvey, Faithful Performance, uh, as well as the End Time Church app. Right as I was about to go on, one of our leaders, uh, Taryn, um, went live. And we have a live streaming capability through our app only. Uh, 
And so uh, I said, oh, I guess I should listen to this. The Lord has words all the time, right? He's speaking to us constantly. So anyway, I wanted to give a shout out to those great brothers and sisters and um, the resources that he's allowing us to exercise and just praise him for that. All right, anyway, let's proceed. The Holy Mountain of my God, verse 21. While I was praying, Gabriel, Gabriel, the man I had seen in the vision, first vision, this is previous chapters in Daniel, reached me in my extreme weariness about the time of the evening offering. So this dude, Daniel, is tra- travailing. He is he is praying very hard, okay, to the point of exhaustion. And he gave me this explanation. Daniel, God is my judge. Daniel, I have come now to give you understanding. At the beginning of your petitions, an answer went out, and I have come to give it, for you are treasured by God. So consider the message and understand the vision. What vision? This is the whole enchilada. And you're going to see what it has to do with. By the way, go read the first 19 verses of Daniel 9 to see what is included in this prayer of Daniel and why Gabriel was dispatched to him. He's asking the Lord, he's petitioning, saying, Lord, I now understand, I see the prophecy of Jeremiah about these 70 years that Israel must be in captivity because of her sin. And about your holy city and your holy temple is in ruins. It's about Jerusalem, it's about the Temple Mount, it's about the Temple itself and the nation of Israel. That's what Daniel's praying about, and that's the answer that is about to be revealed to him by the angel Gabriel. As in other chapters in Daniel, like Daniel 8, this is a direct, angelic, from heaven interpretation, explanation. There's nothing we have to add to it. Why why would we? That's ridiculous. Ah... Verse 23, verse 24. Right. Consider the vision. Understand it. Here we go. Seventy weeks are decreed about your people and your holy city. So the 70 weeks, the 70 period of seven, the Shavuot, this is seven periods, 70 periods of seven years. Seventy sevens or weeks are decreed about your people, meaning, first of all, Israel, yes, but Jews of Judah, Judah, Judea, you in Judea, fleet of the mountains, Judah, your people, and your holy city, Jerusalem. That's what it's about. Seventy periods of seven years are decreed regarding your people, your land, and your city to bring the rebellion to an end. To put a stop to sin, to atone for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up, that means to end, vision and prophecy, no more vision or prophecy, and to anoint the most holy place. What's the most holy place? Holy of holies, inside the temple. That in Daniel's 
time didn't even exist. It was gone or destroyed. In our day, there isn't one. Know and understand this. Verse 25. From the issuing of the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the Messiah, the king or the ruler or the prince, will be seven sevens, seven weeks, and then 62 weeks. It, Jerusalem, will be rebuilt with a plaza and a moat, but in difficult times. And after those 62 weeks, now wait a minute, back up. Remember there, it says seven weeks and then 62. What is seven plus 62? 69. So there's a period of seven to begin, then a period of 62 following. After those 62 weeks, 69 total, the anointed one, the Messiah, the Christ, will be cut off, killed, and will have nothing. This is the crux of the issue both in Jesus' day and today, about what the Jewish people are falsely expecting or expected Messiah to be when this time period elapsed. They weren't reading Daniel 9. They love the timing of it, but they're not hearing the fact that he's going to die and have no kingdom in Israel. Yet, the, now continuing, he will cut off and have nothing. The people of the coming ruler, by the way, you know when you, you, the kingdom of God today, if you proclaim the kingdom of God, you're not in a, you're not proclaiming a country. Your citizenship is in heaven. You can't do it with the United States, Israel, or Europe, or any other country that you're in. That's not our kingdom. Because it's, to come. You're praying, your kingdom come, Father, in the future. Because as it, as it stands now, it's a spiritual only situation. The anointed one will cut off and have nothing. The people of the coming ruler, the one who is coming after the 69 weeks are over, after the crucifixion of Jesus, you can't assign that before then, right? For sure. The people of the coming ruler will destroy the city and the sanctuary. Well, wait a minute. It's all the city, Jerusalem, and the sanctuary, the temple, and the end will come with a flood. Now, hang on. Again, in Daniel's day, the temple did not stand. In our day today, the temple is not standing. Now you say, well, when Jesus was crucified, there was a temple, yes, and the veil was torn. All right. Destroy the city and the sanctuary, and then the end will come with a flood. Until the end, there will be war. Desolations are decreed. He, the one who is to come, 
the ruler to come who destroys the city and the sanctuary, he will make a firm covenant with many for the one final week. But in the middle of that week, he will put a stop to sacrifice and offering, and the abomination of desolation will be placed on a wing of the temple until the decree destruction is poured out on the desolator. That's the CSB translation. I think it's one of the best that there's ever been in for this verse. Now go back and read that a thousand more times if you have to, to get the point. There's a coming ruler after Jesus is crucified who will destroy the city and the sanctuary. Well, you can say, okay, well, brother, that was clearly 70 AD because uh, the Romans came in and, and and they destroyed the city and the sanctuary, all right. Um, okay. What did the end come like a flood? The, what happens with a flood? A flood is fast. It's rough. It's extreme. It's sudden out of nowhere. Did that happen in 70 AD? Till the end. The end of what? The end of the seven year period. The end of the 70 weeks. Until that end, there will be war. Desolations are decreed. Why? Because it happens fast. It happens in one seven-year period. The abomination of desolation will be placed there in the middle of that last seven years, just as it says. He will make a... Now, here's the... Okay, so number one, the end didn't come in 70 AD. All these things that it tells you What would happen at the end of that period, the end of sin, the end of rebellion, everlasting righteousness, the end of vision and prophecy, anoint the most holy place, not destroy the most holy place, to anoint it. When did that happen? I think we still have sin in the world. Um, Yeah. Rebellion, is that still going on? Yeah, as far as I can tell, Satan uh, and the world and the kings of the earth and all that, Psalm 2, still going on. Iniquity has been atoned for. Well, if you ask for it from Jesus at the cross of Jesus, yes. Well, are we Is the whole world saved? Does the whole world see Jesus? Of course not. Anyway, you get the point. Is there still prophecy to come? Paul says that there will be a time when there is no more prophecy. That's the millennium. When Jesus is actually on the earth, there's no more prophetic words because he's here. The Lord is here. Yahovah Shomah. That's Ezekiel. And Ezekiel. So, right? But that hasn't happened. There's still prophetic words. There's still things that haven't happened. So that hasn't been sealed up. That hasn't been completed. Etc. 
So we can't, it's not, it's not enough. It's not, not enough. It's not only that, it's not correct to say that 70 AD fulfilled this chapter at all. To fulfill the words of Daniel 9 never occurs in 70 AD. None of it did. This ruler, and here's the other part we got to catch. It says, he will make a firm covenant with many for one week. There are still some folks, I, I never understood, I can't understand it. I mean, I get it. I, I know why they believe it, but I don't know where they thought it was a good idea to believe it. Some folks say, and this is a preterist, okay, would say, that the one who made the covenant for seven years is Jesus. Huh? Said so the new covenant, did it say the new covenant is only seven years long? And in the middle of it, he's going to break it? What's that about? God doesn't break covenants. Never has, never will. That's the Right? That's the God we serve. I don't want to serve a God that breaks his covenants. Can't be trusted. That's the Antichrist, not Jesus. And what does the covenant have to do with? His people, Daniel's people, Daniel's city, holy city, and the temple. The temple, Jerusalem, and the Jews. That's what the covenant is all about, that this false, uh, not false Messiah necessarily, he'll claim to be all kinds of stuff, but the Antichrist, he's the one who makes the deal, and he's the one that breaks it. It can't. Why would you assign that to Jesus? Jesus didn't make a seven-year deal. <laughs> He didn't offer salvation from the year 30 A.D. until the year 37 A.D. Or pick your crucifixion date from 33 A.D. to 40 A.D. No one could be saved after 40 A.D. Actually, if you keep reading, it says three and a half years, he breaks it. So it's not even valid three and a half years later. You can't be saved except for three and a half years after the cross? I don't think so. That covenant is good until he returns. Not three years later. So clearly that can't be Jesus. But yet well-meaning, very smart people are taught and believe that this is referring to Jesus when it says he makes a covenant with many for one week. Are you crazy? Come on, people. And in the middle of the week, that means three and a half years in the final seven, he breaks the deal. He breaks it. He puts a stop to sacrifice and offering. That means there has to be start of sacrifice and offering. Did did Titus or whomever else in 70 AD make a deal for seven years and then break it halfway through? Of course not. It's not talking about 70 AD. When Jesus says in Luke 21, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies and you know the desolation is near, flee to the mountains, that's not talking about Rome. Yes, the temp- second temple was destroyed. Yes, and he also, as Pastor Randy points out in the comments, Jesus said every stone of which would be thrown down. Well, it wasn't. Not yet. I've been there. It's not. But... Soon it will be, and that's the Antichrist's job. 
don't assign. This is this is dangerously. It's so dangerous to believe that Jesus would fulfill Daniel nine twenty seven. Uh, you're assigning the a prophecy of the Antichrist to Jesus. That is very dangerously close to blasphemy because, like in the New Testament, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is to say the work of the Holy Spirit is actually Satan. You have a devil that you you do miracle you do your miracles by Beelzebub, king of the demons, right? That was the accusation. Same thing here. You're saying the work of the Antichrist is by is actually Jesus. That's I don't want to be in that position. To explain to God what I was not only believed but teaching. Extremely dangerous. We're not going to be there. So anyway, no, it's not Jesus it's talking about the Antichrist. And how we know this is a consistent message. Go to the book of Revelation, it lays it out. Even, even other chapters in Daniel, Daniel 12. It's a three and a half year period that's really bad for the Jews. It's called Jacob's Trouble, according to Jeremiah. The greatest challenge, time of trouble that's ever been in the history of the world, Jesus says. That's Jacob's trouble. That's the great tribulation. That's the final period of indignation, anger, wrath, wrath of Satan. Go to Revelation 12. This is why I wrote in the book, Fleet of the Mountains, I opened the book with a story about Daniel 9 and the breakdown of Revelation 12 because it's critically important if we are in these times, if we are approaching these days, if we are almost at the point where the 70, the 70th, the final seven years are about to start, and we're almost there, not quite. The Lord could tarry on this and, and delay hitting the play button, but realize this, when he hits it, there's no stopping it. Once the final seven years begin, you can't stop it after that. It's unstoppable. The Lord's plan will happen. He's waiting as long as possible because what? He's willing that none should perish, but all should come to repentance. That door has been opened to the Gentiles. The kingdom of Israel and her Messiah, Jesus, has been opened up to everyone, whosoever will. Everyone on earth, whoever hears the gospel and believes, can be saved and be part of that kingdom that's coming. All right. So go look at Revelation 12. So there's a yeah, there's a three and a half year period where it's bad for the Jews, but there's also a three and a half year period where it's not so bad. Nobody talks about that. Where are all the sermons on the first three and a half years of the final seven years? Point them to me. I want to absorb them because I don't see them. What happens then? Nobody actually wants to go through with this mental exercise. I figure, because A, they're taught that there's a rapture coming before the seven years, and they're not going to be part of it, so why even bother to think about it? God's just going to take care of it himself. He's not going to need the church to set up the places in the wilderness or the mountains where, where the Jews will have to flee. No, no, no. Not us. We're not involved in that. Yeah. Uh, Matt uh, makes a comment here, and it's a sad one. Many in my church are trying to convince me that Jesus was he that confirms the covenant. Oy vey. Oy vey indeed, my brother. Oh my gosh. 
Come on. <laughs> That's right there. He confirms it for seven years. How in the world? How in the world can you apply that to Jesus? So dumb. Sorry, it is. Where in there? Nowhere. Okay, so back one final time. Rewind Daniel 9 and see what we're really talking about. From the going forth of the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the Messiah. This is, By the way, this is why the kings of the east from Persia, the wise men as we call them in the New Testament, came to visit baby Jesus. Why? Because Daniel, the man Daniel, was lived there. He lived in the Persian Empire with them. And he told them exactly what the angel said. Hey, in this many years, after the uh, your Persian king says, go rebuild the temple, go rebuild Jerusalem, Look at Ezra and Nehemiah, etc. When that happens, then you know exactly how many years it is till Jesus comes, till the Messiah comes. So they count it off. They counted off 69 weeks of years, 483. And they knew, but when that was over, they can go meet the Messiah. That's why they traveled. They saw the star. Oh, this is it. Let's go visit the Messiah. And that's what they did. Anyway, just a side side note there. So after that, then it says the people of the coming, the people of the coming ruler, which is interesting, will destroy the city and the sanctuary. It's not even the coming ruler, it's the people of the coming ruler shall destroy. So the army that he uses is a whole other aspect. Anyway, again, Luke 21. Luke 21, surrounded by armies. Plural. And we know the Antichrist has a big uh, group of nations with him. He creates a big super state of nations that get together to invade. That's prophecy 101, isn't it? So the point is, this one who is to come... This one who makes the seven-year deal, the same one who res- who is the one who destroys the city and the sanctuary, is the Antichrist. This is not the, the past. Verse 26 talks about the Messiah being killed, and then destroying the city and the sanctuary, and the end will come with a flood. That, that fast-forwards, this is if there's no pause button at all, guys. This would be, God's plan is to have a 70-week period, 70 times 7 years, straight through from the restoration of Jerusalem to the end of the age. But in the middle of verse 26, he hit the pause button to allow in you. That's why. When he unpauses the button, here we go. Final seven years. Go absorb this. Go absorb Daniel 12. Go absorb Revelation 12. Go look at what the words of Jesus are. Don't assign the work of Antichrist to Jesus. Don't let people insult you. Don't insult you know, our intelligence by telling us, uh, you've just got to read the Hebrew better or the you know, Aramaic. Give me a break. 
It's plain and simple. God is not trying to confuse us. He's not trying to mess with our minds. He's not trying to say you have to be a scholar at Bible school to be able to understand Daniel 9. It's easy. So we've had 69 of these weeks in history. It ended with the crucifixion of Jesus. There's seven years to go. Very, very soon, God will unpause that time clock. And there will be one who comes, who at first makes the covenant over Jerusalem, over the holy city, over the temple mount, regarding the Jewish people, about terror. Isaiah is clear about that. That's the bottom line of it. Israel is sick of terrorism, and they're sick of the threats of the nations around them. They will only make the deal with one who can deliver on that. That's why it's not Donald Trump. I don't care what he proposes. God is going to deal with America for making this stupid arrangement. It's dangerous. You divide, you even propose to divide his land, you will be, there will be consequences. And we're seeing that, and we're going to see that. But it's not with him. It has to be with the one who makes the deal, who actually has control over those nations themselves, because he'll be one of those people. You can't do an outsider to make this deal. It will not be an American. It will not be a European. Not be an African. Understand? Or an Asian. It's a Middle Eastern person because he will be among those nations. He will say, I can control it. I brought them together. We are now united. First time since the days of Muhammad, we are united as one Muslim people and we're making peace with Israel. That's the deal. That's the covenant. All right. So that's Daniel 9, guys. Um, it's not too hard to understand if we just read it as it is and not insert other stuff. Okay, uh, this is the Unsealed radio program or podcast. Um, bless you for listening. Please go to unsealedpodcast.com to support us and check out all the resources that are available to you to dive deeper into these topics. Um, again, I do recommend Flee to the Mountains. Go get that book, whether uh, electronic or paperback or whatever method you want, audiobook even, read by yours truly if you care. Um, it will dive much deeper into this topic of the first half, especially of the last seven years, because we need to know it. We need to do stuff in it. Um, yeah, Matt makes another salient, excellent point, because it's so obviously true. He says, transgression has not been finished. The end of sin has not been made. Reconciliation for iniquity has not been made. Everlasting righteousness has not begun. Therefore, Daniel's 70th week is in future. Yes. Duh. <laughs> right. It's it's clearly, it's self-evidently true. Um, so, yeah. All right, be that as it may, if we have any questions or comments or suggestions, I will scroll through the List now. And thank you, by the way, for listening to uh, Unsealed on Facebook or YouTube through Armageddon News or the End Time Church group or the Wings of the Eagle group or my personal page. Okay. Um, let's see here. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jackie says, this weekend is going to be a big deal if you have Trump's rally in Tulsa. 
By the way, that was supposed to be today, but he got too much flack for it, so they're saying they're moving it to tomorrow. Uh, Satanists proposing or protesting for the New World Order, well, whatever. Uh, summer solstice begins Sunday, that's the first day of summer, and a solar eclipse on Sunday. Is there a solar eclipse on Sunday? Yeah, I guess there is. Pretty cool. And Father's Day, by the way, and I'll be preaching. Wow. Interesting weekend. Um... Glad you're not that smart. I don't know what that was in reference to, but we're also glad, Pastor Randy. Uh, Trump, Pence is Trumpets. Mm, sorry, sorry, Jack. Can't go with you there, Jackie. Um, that's nothing to do with the seven years, that's for sure. Or, or the trumpets uh, in the Book of Revelation. Sorry, nothing to do with Donald Trump. Uh, oh, here's an insulter. This guy needs to read his Bible better because he doesn't like the fact that the Antichrist is in Daniel 9, 27. Okay. Um, Russ says, Jesus came in the past. Yes, and he's coming in the future. Then the Roman army destroyed the temple 70 AD, just as Jesus said would happen. He didn't say that. Then the rest is future. I, th I hope we've debunked that thoroughly. Uh, you rewind if you didn't catch that, Russ. Thank you. Um, um, all right, so we've got argumentative Michael here. First he says, get an English major to tell you what it means. Nowhere, nowhere now, is it written, he says, Michael says. Nowhere is it written that there's a seven-year tribulation period. There's a three-and-a-half-year tribulation period and a three-and-a-half-year period before that begins, Michael. That is in the Bible. Day 927, show me where in the Bible mentions seven-year period. Oh, my gosh. Revelation 12. And Jesus and all the prophets refer to the last three-and-a-half years constantly. Daniel 12, Revelation 12, Revelation 13... That's it. It's in the scripture. And Jesus quotes Daniel 12 to say it's a future event. And it's the worst it's ever been. I got news for you. The Holocaust in the 1930s and 40s was worse for the Jews than 70 AD was. So, was Jesus lying? No, he was not. Some of our understanding has to be tweaked. If you believe that. Um... We are told you will have tribulation and endure to the end. Yes, of course. How can we endure to the end if we leave before the tribulation starts? We won't. We're not. There is no leaving beforehand. There will be a final great tribulation period, and nobody is going anywhere unless you die. Cool. Um... Yeah, anyway, Russ is correct, right? The seven years is in Revelation. It's just plain as day. Plain as day. Okay, but again, if you're a preterist, like old Michael, um, you don't believe Revelation's in the future anyways. It's There is no future. There's nothing coming. Some of them even go to the uh, really damnable extreme of saying that Jesus is not even returning. 
Oh, he already did. <laughs> Craziness. All right. Uh, Chuck says, your ideas on the seven days of creation versus the 7,000 years of mankind. Ah, uh, I don't know if I want to go into all that. Um, there's a parallel, certainly. I mean, if you just look at the dates that are given or how old people are, like Adam, and why their ages are given, all that stuff, you can count backwards, and Usher and other people have done this. Um, so we're about roughly at, right now, the 6,000-year mark since Adam. Roughly. So if if there's a parallel there, it sure would work out very well. Uh, where the last thousand-year period, the seventh day, so to speak, would be the millennium of Jesus Christ on the earth. So yes, it's quite possible. Not I'm not I'm not building theology around it, but it would be cool if it worked out that way. Revelation 12 does not mention seven years. Yes, it does. <laughs> Go read it. Goodness, you're argumentative. We're not going to have you around anymore, sir. Anyways, um, go read Revelation 12. You don't believe there's seven years in there. Yes, there are. There are two periods of three and a half years, and the last three and a half is the Great Tribulation. Period. The end. The end. It's in there. All right. Uh, There's nothing else. We're going to wrap it up here. This is the unsealed podcast where Bible prophecy and current events combine or 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 fight or hug <laughs> collide all that stuff and uh we thank you so much for listening pastor christopher manti is me and the lord is there for you please seek him while he may be found repent like daniel go to daniel 9 and see what daniel did the level of prayer the level of repentance the level of for his people as well as himself because we, we do not approach the holiness of God. And the anger of man does not equal the righteousness of God, so says James. These days are full of anger. Don't spend your day on social media saying how bad your enemies in the flesh are. Because you're just deceived. This is not going to do any good. You're not winning souls. Or you're not in the spirit. It's not going to work out. So yes, know for a fact that there are seven years left in the Daniel 9 prophecy. We have not begun them, but when we do, they cannot be stopped. And the last half of that period will be the worst, most challenging, extreme time ever to be a Jewish person or to be a Christian if you're in the faith. If you're in the faith and you do what you're supposed to do in that time, you will be standing right in front of those Jews, in front of the Antichrist himself, saying, take my body. I'm already dead. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you to you and yours. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his light shine upon you this weekend and always as we proceed towards eventually the end of the age. Love you so much. Until next time, this is Unsealed, Pastor Christopher Manti and um, Maranatha, friends. He's coming soon. previous episodes, to obtain resources, and to support this ministry, visit unsealedpodcast.com.
because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved.